Today, I'm joined with representatives from the Santa Barbara Women's Political Committee, and we are talking about your work with the Equal Rights Amendment. Can you begin by telling us a little bit about what the Equal Rights Amendment is and why it's important? It says, equality of rights under the law shall not be denied or abridged by the United States or by any state on account of sex. It was first passed in 1972, almost 50 years ago. And by passed, what Pam means, Alexandra, is that it passed in Congress uh, with both Republicans and Democrats. And when people hear that it's passed, you think, oh, that's it, it's done. But actually it had to go to the states and it had to get 38 states to ratify. That's how amendments work. And it got 35, but they had set an arbitrary deadline, they being some white male senator many years ago. And so the Equal Rights Amendment, although it passed in, in the political sense, it didn't get ratified by the necessary 38 states until last year in 2020. Um, Nevada, Illinois, and Virginia came on board and made it 38 states. So it took it a long, it took the ERA a while uh, to get ratified and then passed by the states. However, because there was an arbitrary deadline on the amendment, uh, it's, it's um, people who are against it uh, say that the deadline sticks and then it's not, it's not really real. But those of us who know better um, figured that with the 38th state, the arbitrary deadline would be uh, just a minor stumbling block and that it would get signed. The Department of Justice at the time that the 38th state came in was William Barr. And William Barr told um, the secretary who was to sign it and publish it, what we call codify it, uh, a guy named Ferreira just uh, did what Barr said, which is don't sign it. So it's sitting in limbo and is being held up on a technicality. So where the Equal Rights Amendment stands in the United States of America today is it is not technically passed. It has not been published or codified to our constitution. So American women do not have equality, constitutional equality to men listed uh, as a protection for them. As you know, speech has an amendment. As you know, guns have an amendment. Uh, American women do not. And um, there's precedent for codifying and publishing an amendment um, even a hundred years after it was ratified by um, the proper number, the appropriate number of states. So there was an amendment passed, I don't even know which one it was, but it was years and years past any deadline that uh, was ever set up. So the, the ERA amendment had a deadline and then it was extended and that timeline has also passed. But what we're recognizing from the past is that Congress has said at times, it's okay to go ahead and publish. They accept the lateness, the tardiness and go ahead and publish it. So we want this one done. What EME, equal means equal organization has done is um, file a lawsuit in uh, circuit court which was denied by the three judges that were in that court. And um, they basically said just recently as, as they were responding to that lawsuit, they said that the ERA does not have standing, that women do not have standing to bring um, this to the court. We don't have 
And I don't really understand how they get to that. But uh, at this point, EME, the equal means equal group, is filing an appeal to the full First Circuit. I'm going to read you what, what uh, Wendy Murphy has written. The focus of this brief is on the fact that the three-judge panel that decided our case in June ruled that we have no standing to sue on behalf of women about the archivist's unlawful refusal to publish the ERA. But the court's ruling, this recent ruling, is irreconcilable with a law from the Ninth Circuit, which granted now the National Organization of Women standing to sue on behalf of women in the exact same type of case back in 1980 when there were legal challenges to the extension of the ERA's purported deadline. So if now the National Organization of Women had standing on behalf of women as a class in that case, then equal means equal has standing on behalf of women as a class in this case. And that's the conclusion of Wendy Murphy, their attorney. I guess I'm just curious, why are people opposed to the Equal Rights Amendment? And what would you say to the opponents? Well, gosh, why are people opposed to the Equal why Rights Amendment? Why are white men or why are men with power opposed to the no, it's not. You know, it's interesting. It, 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 it's funny. I, I don't think too much about the opposition, honestly, but I did read something a couple of weeks ago. The um, Alice Paul Institute weekly puts out ERA in the news now and who's against it. And there was an article in there about a state in the middle of the country that had found that the Roman Catholic Church had put $240,000 up against a pro ERA uh, initiative. So the Catholic Church has their hands dirty there. Um, I think, you know, somewhere in the 80s, the republicanism became associated with anti-equality for women somehow. So, it, so, so it's probably politicized as well. Um, Roger Stone's ex-wife sort of picked up the mantle of Phyllis Schlafly from Illinois, um, who uh, is often pointed to as the reason, sort of a conservative, white, privileged class of people hoping to mm -hmm. just maintain power, I suppose. Um, I think most Americans are for the Equal Rights Amendment. In fact, the United States sits as a handful of countries that doesn't have an Equal Rights Amendment uh, for women in its constitution. I don't remember the five total, but I know it's the United States and El Salvador that don't have this. So it's it's sort of silly at this point uh, not to have it. And and who's against us? Well, uh, it, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a political game, a political, political ploy. There will be a rally for the ERA outside the U.S. Supreme Court from noon to one on August 26, which is called Women's Equality Day. And it's a little bit tongue in cheek, isn't it? Because we don't have constitutional equality yet in this country. It might be hard for your listener driving back from work or picking up their kid from daycare or home doing the dishes to think that women and men in the United States do not have constitutional equality as we stand here today in August in California. We're lucky in California, our state has an equal rights amendment to its state constitution, but we're talking federal here. We're talking giving women of the United States strict scrutiny under the law, justice and equality. There's, there are some people who are against it because they feel like they're better protected if we don't have it. But uh, it's also true that five women die every day in this country from male violence. Um, Women are, a woman is sexually assaulted every 90 seconds and only 2% of rapists ever spend even one day in jail. 
or behind bars. And 90% of domestic abuse is not charged or charges are dropped. So especially among married couples, uh, women will give in because of their situation in their marriage. The US is considered one of the 10 most dangerous countries for women, the third most dangerous for sexual assault. It's tied with Syria. Uh, so these are, these are statements that were made by Wendy Murphy. Absolutely devastating statistics. Um, looking into the future, would the passage of the ERA change anything, you know, in society, as you've mentioned, um, regarding, you know, domestic awareness, even talks about having an inclusive military draft. Do you have any insight on that? It gives women equal standing. It, it kind of goes back to something I read in a book that more alone to me. And it was about a man's home and it's his castle. Well, guess what? It's not a woman's castle. A woman's home is not her castle. It's her husband's castle. Um, and it's weird things that have been in place historically with our laws and the way this whole country was founded. Um, women aren't in the Wendy Murphy called it, we aren't in the top tier of protection in terms of our rights. And one case that um, really struck home with me, it's a really sad case. In Colorado, a number of years ago, a woman called the police and said, my husband has our children. He is having a psychiatric episode. You need to protect our three daughters from him and gave them his address where he was, she called over the course of a number of hours, 15 or 16 times, the police never, never responded because he was in his home and he was protected. What eventually happened that day or the very next, he drove to the police station, he shot all three of the daughters and then himself. She had no standing in the local court to bring, uh, to bring charges against the local authority. She had no standing in their state courts. She had no standing before our US Supreme Court even. She finally took the case to the international court. There is one and they ruled in her favor, but that makes no difference in our country. She lost her three daughters. She was not able to get them cared for or um, get the, the situation resolved because the police said, we can't tell that anything's wrong. We, we don't need to intervene. What the Equal Rights Amendment would do is it would give women the right to strict, strict scrutiny when it came to their grievances in a judicial framework. So your question was, how will the ERA change society? Well, look, some people like to say, it's just symbolic, we don't need it. Well, if that's the case, give it to us and let's find out. And will it change society? Let's find out, you know? I think it can only change society for the better. You have two teams right now. You have a yellow team and a purple team and they're playing with different rules. It's not fair. It's not a fair playing field. It's not right. It's not moral. So once that changes, will it change society? I most certainly hope so. Yeah, I love that. Super inspiring. Just, you know, let's get it passed and see what it can do. As we near the end of our interview, is there anything that you would like to add on to the conversation? The women of the United States and the men who love them have a limited time in their lives. We would like to have the Equal Rights Amendment 
here for ourselves and also for our daughters and granddaughters going forward. And we're doing work now for future generations and for ourselves. There was a, a, a sweet 90 year old woman who was on one of the Zoom calls from the ERA uh, coalition. And she was so sad about thinking she's gonna die without having equality in the United States. This is an emotional issue for women. This is an emotional mm -hmm. real issue for American women. We're depressed about this. We're upset about this. We don't think it's fair. We don't think it's right. So we really want change to come. And this hope that intersectionality will bring it all together, I think is very real. This is a start, getting people to understand and know and realize that we don't even have constitutional equality as it stands. So therefore we're at a disadvantage, certainly judicially, if not socially, economically, we haven't talked about equal pay. Of course, that's obvious. Uh, accidents of birth should not be the reason someone doesn't get paid the same for doing the same job. This is all just common sense stuff. And right now, this archivist uh, under, under Bill Barr and now under Merrick Garland at the DOJ, they're holding up progress. They're holding up equality. They're holding up justice. All people born equal. Thank you so much, Pam Flint Tambo and Moira Gill, co-chairs at the Santa Barbara Women's Political Committee. With KCSB News, I am Alexandra Goldberg.